0: Hi, my name is Paula and I'm a new mom. Welcome to We've Probably Been There, a podcast by First Moms Club about how we really dealt and truly felt about everything motherhood. No BS, no judgment, and no advice, from us at least. Welcome to the club. This is the story of how birthing a child is so different and unique for every one of us. It's certainly a trip, but no holiday. So as you know, I have two girls, three and 16 months, and um, I can't say that my birthing stories were extremely out of the ordinary. Um, What I can say was I don't think I expected um, the contractions to be so painful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I can't say that I expected the epidural to be so painful. Um... Anyway, so just to recap really quickly, um, my water broke at home for Maya. I got to the hospital, contractions. um, I needed the Pitocin to get, you know, the the birthing moving a little quicker. And, you know, push, push, push for about maybe two hours. And Maya came out. Uh, And then for Maddie, I was induced because she decided to stay in my belly for like 10 days longer than she should have. And um, so I got induced and uh, she came out in like 30 minutes Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it was my second and they're two years apart. So I guess down there was a little roomier. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so I'm joined today by Vanessa, mom of two, Alex, mom of three, and Francesca, mom of two, um, to go on and share with us their birthing stories um, and how Labor Day went for them. So Francesca, we'll start with you. Tell us about your birthing story? Um,
1: well, so the first birthing story was with my daughter, Tessa. Um, her birthday is in April 2020. So for those keeping track, that is one month after the pandemic started. <clears throat> and I, or at least in Quebec, and I was uh, slated to deliver at the Jewish, which is the was the COVID-designated hospital. Anyone who had COVID was supposed to go to this hospital. And... Whatever. Things are moving along. I'm at home. Whatever. The news comes out that they've, they're have they not letting any extra people into the hospital, and that everyone has to deliver like so, alone. Oh, wow. There's not a support person. There's no testing. Too bad. So sad. You're by yourself. And, you know, I was talking to my sister about it in that moment, and I was like, I eh, guess this will be okay. Like,
2: oh, I mean, so
1: nice. how like, you know, it'll suck for Mike, because my husband, yeah. but I'm like, you know. I'm just going to be lying there anyways in writhing pain. Like, does it really matter? Um, so that was my first take on it. And then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, this is going to be difficult. But like, I, I consider myself a strong person. Like, I think I thought I would be fine. <laughs> so uh, my water broke at home. It was like two in the morning. And so I had been awake all day. It was like, I hadn't gone to sleep. It was like 1.32 in the morning and my water broke. My husband and we pack up. We go to the Jewish and basically they have like a like a labor triage center. If you haven't been there, and hello, this is my story. You call them on the way, and then like, okay, bye. I'll call you when I'm done. Like, what else am I supposed to say to him? Um, and a bit like you, I was kind of like uh, like I'll take the epidural if I need it. I think I can handle this. Blah blah blah. I was <laughs> dropped off at like three a.m. and by six a.m. like the shift change happened and they were like, do you want the epidural? And I was like, yes, please. (laughs) And that's kind of a scary thing. Like someone comes at you with this needle to your back and like you have no one Mm -hmm. as
0: like a support. And that was like the first moment where I was like, man, I I really wish someone else was here. Did you hold on to someone? Because I remember holding on to Matt's hands when they were giving you the epidural. I needed someone. No. You had no one. I had no one. I will say that like,
1: that early person that I had was in like the one section of the hospital. And then they bring you to another section. I don't know what had happened, but they were like a lot more like, like not rigid, but like just business. Like we're not into like making you be warm and fuzzy or anything like that. And so they were very polite, but at the end of the day, like, you know, they're not there to like hold your hand. Right. And it's also in the start of a pandemic, they don't know what's going on either. And like, staffing is thin because people are being assigned to other places and I was kind of just like left on my own for a while and I was like okay but I had the epidural I wasn't in pain and and things seemed to be progressing but slowly and so i was just like kind of there and the next nurse that came on was a gem I wish I could remember her name she was this like fresh from nursing school woman and I want to say her name like <laughs> Janet maybe or something uh, Cynthia, Cynthia. Anyways, she was, like, really kind, and she was, like, made a point to check in on me, like, every hour, every two hours, and it was nice, but it still wasn't a support person, Mm -hmm. and someone that you knew, someone that you knew, right, like, and so, like, this was kind of going on, and it gets to be, like, midday, 11 a.m., and I'm kind of, like, have I stopped progressing, like, I'm stuck at eight centimeters, and they're, like, listen, you're not progressing, we have to start doing these things, and I'm so tired, like, now I'm awake, like, two days a day and a half pretty much yeah two days almost and i was like okay like what do we do and they're like we are going to give you some medicine i guess the ketosis um to start and so that happened and i still wasn't progressing <laughs> they thought i was progressing she was like can i just check you you know they always ask I just check like yeah, you don't need to ask i'm anymore. an open door right now <laughs> um and so she checked she's like oh i think this you're ready to go. And I was like, great. And then, no, I wasn't. The doctor came in. and She's like, no, she's still at eight centimeters. So then they gave me gravel to help, which apparently, like, just relaxes you. And it's, like, supposed to help things flow. Ooh, yeah. Wow. So it was, like, an IV gravel. Um, and like IV gravel with the epidural? I, because the flying. epidural wasn't working. Oh. And I'll tell you why. So, and this is, like, why things kind of weren't progressing the way they wanted. Instead of coming out, like, in a straight line, she was coming out at, like, maybe a 45-degree right. angle. Yes. And so she's putting pressure on your back yes. where, like, the epidural isn't doing anything. Yes. It's all this back spinal pressure. Yes. So every 20 minutes, I'm hitting, like, the right. gravel, right. Like, um, yeah. button. like, button or whatever to get the extra dose. And this is kind of going along, going along. And I'm like, God, my friend called me. I, she, I, like, I was, honestly, what I had done, I had downloaded episodes of, like, shows and movies. Same. I'm in the middle of watching The Godfather, and my friend calls me, and she's like, how Godfather. are things? And I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Two days later, she's like, how are you, Frankie? I, I spoke to you in the hospital. I was like, "We spoke in the hospital? <laughs> um, and then at 11 o'clock was the shift change, and the doctor came on, and she's like, we're going to give you a C-section. And then she checked herself, and she was like, if you're okay with your birthing plan, I'd love to have you do a C-section. I think it's the I was like, my birthing plan was to do with the doctor
0: and to said. have my husband here. And
1: with to me. have my husband here with me. And so she started are you telling, you telling me, me
3: that you had a C-section by yourself in the hospital. Yeah, oh, it gets that's, worse. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah, it's sort of a similar, yeah, similar story. Yeah. So the way that she you started are talking in- about this, I see that you, I you sound like you're cool with this whole thing, and I am sitting here listening to this in shock. Yeah. Because this is. Wild. I yeah. went through
2: something similar, and I had wild. someone with me, and okay. I thought it was traumatic. So can't imagine having this is wild.
1: you wild. were left
3: alone while you were having contractions, like yeah,
1: I mean the nurse was nice. She came every so often, but it, I was but pretty the, much the alone. The nurse yeah. was
3: holding my hands. Like they were definitely no <clears throat> touching. COVID. Touching. They were I mean, she, I know. I'm just saying. Like it's just this is a lot. Yeah, this is a big story. Yeah. So <laughs> and so then.
1: The shift, I was like, listen, you're telling... And she started... After I consented to the C-section, then she started telling me, like, all the spiel. And I was like, listen, I'm going to stop you right here. <laughs> I put my husband on FaceTime. I was like, please tell him everything you're telling me. I, I, I'm too tired. I have no idea what's going on. I'm doped up on gravel yes. and what, all this other stuff. So she told him whatever. And I was supposed to deliver within 30 minutes or something. But they had a code lavender, which is, like, someone needed an emergency C-section. Yes. So my daughter, heart rate normal. Things yes, are okay. Yes. Whatever. And so she, whatever, I got bumped and I was I delivered at like 140 in the morning. So practically awake like 48 hours. So I del- I labored for like 20, 20 to twenty-two hours. I, I
3: just wanna your husband gets a phone call, a FaceTime. You are high height. Yeah. yeah. And he, he is being told by this strange doctor in a full has that mm-hmm. suit I suspect I'm, I'm gonna, gonna she cut was in your her, wife
0: open <laughs> she was in her
3: scrubs with just the mask like okay. she looked like a regular she, okay. doctor and she says to your husband on FaceTime not with you mm-hmm. well I was in the room things but, are yeah. not things are not progressing we mm-hmm. need to do a c-section mm-hmm. and here are all the risks that yeah. come with a c-section pretty much are you cool with that and he's like and then and hangs he, up the phone and then has no idea what happens. Yeah. He must have been freaking out.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they just, the, the things that happen, it's just, it's crazy. So, I, it's, and all the while, it's 11 o'clock, the shift changed. So, the nurse that had been with me all day oh finishes her God. shift and I get a new nurse. Who yeah. actually was very kind and very nice. And I have no complaints about her. She filmed the whole thing for my husband. Oh, she was nice. there to hold my hand. Nice. She, like, held my hair back. And she was just, like, a really good... Uh, amazing nurse um so like you know that was fine uh, but uh the the operating rooms at the time for the jewish were in like the underground like a yes. basement part of the jewish yes. and so they you don't get cell reception so they before i get ready it's like one thirty in the morning before i'm about to go in they give mm-hmm. me a, like a nokia phone and be like, call your husband, tell him you're gonna go up to oh this office. This, this is so like catchy. this is like I'm, I'm, I'm not allowed to help yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, your Nokia.
3: <laughs> yeah, here's a Nokia. Here's your
0: burner phone to
3: call your <laughs> husband. I'm sure he got like no
1: caller ID. He was like, I'm, what?
3: Oh <laughs> my God. At, and this is a couple hours now after you were supposed to have the surgery because they postponed your surgery, so he has no idea what's going well, on. Well,
1: he so in that two hour interim, I still had my phone, so okay. we were still able to text and everything like this. Okay. Okay. Were you though? Were you able to text? <laughs> I mean, I was coming down. They stopped okay. giving me okay. the drugs because okay. they were like, we're doing the C-section. We're gonna just, give you bigger drugs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Um, I go in. I was like, "Listen, I'll text you when I'm done." Like, I don't know how long it's going to take—thirty minutes. I have no idea. And they do the C-section. My daughter's born. Um... What do you remember the C-section
2: itself? Yeah,
3: Well, you okay. awake? You're awake for the whole uh, thing. No,
2: I don't remember it.
1: Oh,
3: because, you... and
2: I lived very similar. We'll get mm-hmm. to that after, but we very similar situation. And I, I don't really remember it. I remember my second one very well, but that whole is a black hole. Like what happened there.
1: I remember the C-section because. Like, I, I mean, I remember a lot of it. Like, they put the drape, they cut you open, you're just kind of there. I hear the screams. I'm like, okay, she's okay. They, like, held her up for me so that I could see and everything. And then the nurse, they go cleaner. they bring her back to me. And so this is all happening, right? While they're, like, doing the skin-to-skin contact. On you. On me, like, whatever, yes. on your shoulder or whatever. Um, like, I start to feel cold. And, like, oh, I start shaking. Yeah. yes.
2: I had to and sleep. I will tell
1: you why. It's because I had I had labored for so long. My there was so much blood that I started to like lose blood. Yeah. I had to tell the nurse to take away my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not crying. I'm just really stuffed up. You can mm-hmm. cry. You can cry. I'm not I'm, I'm not sad about it. I'm just really stuffed <laughs> up. But anyway, I haven't. So I had I had to tell my nurse <laughs> to take away my daughter. Like I'm gonna be sick. I'm gonna be sick. And I'm telling this. And it's like. And you're shaking, Coco. I'm. I'm, right? sh- I'm shaking. I'm like yeah. I, I have like this. I'm and. I was like, I'm going to throw up, I'm going to throw up. And I'm just, like, looking around. You're, like, down like yeah, this. Yeah, nobody's there. Well, they're all just, like, to the start of their shift. Like, what would you do last weekend? <laughs> this is crazy COVID. Yeah. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the surgeon who's in my, like, abdomen is like, can someone get her a bin, please? Like, she's going to vomit. Um, and they were like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Here you go. Throw up. I was like, thanks. Um, and all I had to throw up was, like, uh, an orange snack pack. Because that's right. all I had eaten in the entire time. Because who's going to go get you food? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, that was, that was kind of like the whole birth. So to so put a cap on it, they send me to the ICU, like, to recover. And I look at my phone, and I'm like, it's 4 in the morning. And I was like, oh, crap. Um, so I text my husband. I'm like, I think I'm okay. Because <laughs> he's, like, yes. freaking out. Because yes. I said 30 minutes. It's been three hours. Yes.
0: And imagine? go ahead. And I just want to ask you, because now that I think about it, the mm-hmm. first night at the hospital, like, I was, like, I had to get up all the time to feed her and stuff. Mm-hmm. You had a C-section. That was, that was my next question. How could you, like, was the nurse bringing you Tessa to feed you? Like, did you have to <laughs> you get up? Those are like, hilarious. Like, what <laughs> did you do the first night at the hospital by yourself? So, like, the first, so, like, from
1: whatever, the 1.30, in the morning till 6, 7 a.m. When you were out of the ICU. When I was out of the ICU, she was in the, nursery. the the nursery and so she was taken care of there. 7 o'clock, they brought her in in the yeah the, the box, ro- roly, roly box, yes. whatever. <laughs> I'm going to say this to the people in charge of hospitals. Lower the roly box, okay? Yes. The bed goes like yes. two meters off the ground. The rolly box is three meters off the yes. ground. How do you pick up your baby? Hospitals, tell me. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't and know.
2: And if you've had a C-section, just this movement is very... Yes. Like, this oh, movement, yeah. I, was, yes. I was pretty
3: much just but I was walking it. within like two hours.
2: You were I
3: well. Was. First of all, they do encourage you when you have a C-section to move. Yes, I know, but it was painful.
2: Walking within two
1: hours—it was pretty painful. I mean, by nine in the morning, oh I was like getting up, moving her around. You're I had right to pick now. her up to feed her. Like, so I was standing because I, I couldn't physically get in. So I you stand up made to get her a
2: much tougher material <laughs> stuff than I am.
1: So that yeah, that was the morning, and so then I was I, I kind of was trying to feed her, and like we we talked about feeding and and all that stuff, and. I thought I was doing it okay. She seemed fine, um, and my biggest goal in life that entire day was like going to the bathroom so I could get out of that hospital. Um, and how long after? Same. Sorry, how long after did you get out? I'm pretty sure. I I,
3: I think I left that night. Wow. So I don't think I really stayed. In I think in COVID they didn't want you. They to didn't stay. want you no, there. They didn't want you. There. I was
1: trying to hit those like check marks so I could get out as long as possible. I. It might have been the next day. Now that I think about it, she was born the. 15th in the morning and I was home the 16th no so it was the next the day that
3: no, no, no. And then sent you home that
1: no 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 yeah so yeah. it was the next day and they were like we'll keep you one more day and I was like please no like I need to get out of here and I thought I could get out at noon and they're like we're just gonna keep you till six and I was like that's fine I need to get out oh, no. I can't
3: I can't, can't sleep anymore. I can't what sleep I can't not sleep another night in the hospital but, because I was alone and also the second <laughs> night is you know, the worst, the worst. The worst. Yeah. yeah, but also your husband at that point had not met his daughter. Correct. They were like, "What's your what's the name?" But also, and I, like, like, I don't know. We'll have to I was it to like, my I am pretty
1: sure. Like, I we I, we had because I, I mean, for me, I had like a lot of names floating around for my daughter, and in the end, we kind of like you know, you get to the eighth month, you're like, I think it's going to be this, which was the name that we landed on. But I threw in a curveball at the eleventh hour. I was like, "What about this name?" And we were kind of like, "Ah," oh. and I was like, "I can't." start using this name (laughs) like no I have to stick with the name we picked which was Tessa which is what we did but I wasn't going to confirm that until my husband met my baby so
3: So wait yeah my ass of course walk out of the hospital they let
1: okay this is the dumbest part of the the hospital yeah they let him come up no I'm not shitting you they let him come up (laughs) to the room after after all of that because how, you're not supposed to lift the effing chair. Yes. You have to have is, the car seat. Yes, you
2: have to leave with the car you seat. You have to That's leave with true. the car you seat. the child in the car seat, but you're not meant to lift the car seat. So, so really he that, was, in the end,
3: able to come into the So hospital. he Okay, so That's, he comes up the elevator, and he sees you, and the baby, and he... And it's COVID. He's was, they're like,
1: let's bundle her up and get her out of here. So we did that.
2: Um, I can't and even then, imagine that.
1: And so then we went home.
2: It's interesting to me that you were so keen on getting out of the oh my gosh. And I understand that like mm-hmm. for all the obvious reasons and everything you've gone over, and just it's like you're mm-hmm. on your own, and it's COVID and you just like, get me out of here so I can. Be it supportive. wasn't because
1: of COVID. It was not at all because of COVID that I wanted to leave. I wanted to leave so someone else could watch my daughter so right. I could sleep. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs>
2: and then I remember, like in mm-hmm. having the C-section, and we were they kept us in the hospital. Like until day four, I think. I, was, I think we left.
0: Really, on the fifth day. Well, you had an emergency C-section. So so, why don't you start from the beginning? Wait, hold
2: on. So, but okay. just, but just on this, and I remember. So this was with my first daughter. They didn't keep us quite as long for the second, but for the first, they did. And I remember thinking, like, really, we have to leave now. Like mm. do you, and, and I. I, I, have, you. I learned so much, and I got so so much support from being in that hospital mm-hmm. for those days that. I can't, you were just kind of thrown into the, like, thrown out into the wild. Mm-hmm. And with such difficult circumstances, it being mm-hmm. COVID and your new mother. I just think to myself, like, oh, my God.
1: No, it was, like, so at the end of the day, it was fine. Like, it was okay. The The hardest part for me was, like, the lack of sleep. Yeah. And, like, you know, just that little, I, so I had my son via C C-section as well, a planned C-section. Yes. Because and he, that's
2: totally different, isn't it? Totally didn't? different. Yeah. He turned
1: breached and so... I had planned the c-section and then they're like oh he's not breech anymore and I was like I'm already here guys. Did you want
2: to do a Did you consider a v-back? I did. Okay. I did
1: consider it and I was pretty much like going to do it um, until he went breech and then I was like I'm not gonna like live on the fence and it was he went breech at like 35-36 weeks. Right. So you have to schedule it. Yes. And then finally when I get there they do the ultrasound they're like he changed again and I was like well I'm here so yeah let's get this uh yeah. you know yeah. let's, let's wrap yeah. this up um and it was totally different it was very like clinical yeah. the nurse did hold me this time mm-hmm. to like help me with my epidural yeah. and, and uh, your husband was there and my husband was there yeah, He makes a big difference I sent him out to the sushi shop I said bring back sushi I'm like we're doing this like yeah, we're, doing yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it right yeah we're doing it right and and so that was two nights and it was fine and we came home together and that was it. Wow. Was kind of so more traditional, different. yeah.
2: Oh, well, tip of the hat to you for that. Yeah, oh, thank you. Yeah.
1: But yeah, so that is my birthing story, which is one of the one of the crazier ones I know about. But yep. yeah, definitely.
2: yeah, I think it's the craziest I know.
1: But so you had an unplanned C section as well, well. So
2: I, yeah, I also had an unplanned C section. So with my first. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have another fellow podcaster here, Dom, who gave birth. I think I want to say maybe six months to eight months before I did. Mm-hmm. And she was sharing with me her birth story, um, you know, maybe a month or two before I was to give birth. And she said to me something that, for reasons I can't explain, really stuck with me. Oh. She said, when I gave birth, she, I think, also was at the Jewish, she said yeah. that um, she'd gone to the Jewish because she'd feel, she was feeling contractions, and they sent her home. Mm-hmm. because She wasn't far. Um, Along. Kind of, she, she, she wasn't far enough. She wasn't... Mm-hmm. Far long enough. And I don't know if she, she mentioned it in passing as like part of her birth story. And for some reason, that really stuck with me. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, that's awful. Like, <coughs> when I'm going, no one's going to send me home. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to have to go and I'm come gonna back. I'm going to stay home as long
3: as possible. And I,
2: I'm, so when I'm going, mm-hmm. like, it'll be to give birth. And so I started to feel contractions in the middle of the night. And You know, I remember thinking, like, well, I know when it's contractions. And then when I felt when I was like, oh, yeah, -hmm. that's it. You do know. You know. And so I went on for the whole day feeling contractions. They started to um, be closer together. And we ate a meal and I had my hospital bag ready. And then, so now we're like 24 hours into my first contractions. And then I am, I can only describe this as being like a very animal. Uh, Like, no, the whole, my whole body was very animal-like. Like, Like I'd have strong contractions, and I'd literally, like, squat and yell in my apartment. Yeah, baby. And I would just, like, I felt really, like... Animalistic. uh, Animalistic. And then they'd get closer together, and I would yell, and the pain was unbearable. And at one point, it's about, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. Because, like, I think maybe I should call the hospital. They're getting close together. And you know how there was this thing where you were supposed to time them and mm-hmm. you were supposed to only come when like you were in some sort of timing window? Yes, he remembers in that? Time? We were doing the contractions and Chris was like, I don't know if you're in the window and I was like, so well, let's wait. And in the meantime, like I'm having intense contractions. So then he calls the nurse and he said, you know, my wife has been having contractions for about 24 hours and now they seem to be getting really intense and really close together. But like he would calculate them to the second. He's like, but we're not there yet. And then she hears me yell on the phone and she says, think maybe you should come in.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So we I gave birth at uh, Saint Mary's. Me too. He he brings me he brings me in and she says you're about seven and a half, eight centimeters dilated. Mm-hmm. So she said, oh, she shit. said she said you've gone very far, like Yes. Too far. Yeah. <laughs> own, too far. Yeah. That's a no she epidural said, situation, <laughs> yes, I yeah. think. Yeah. 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 So she said so I was like, she's like, this is going to happen, like, very, imminently. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. very quickly now. And right away, like, the first thing she said, she said, you might still be, like, you're in a closed window for epidural. Do you want it? I was like, yeah, I think I've done, mm-hmm. like, enough now. I'm prepared. To, like, just give, me mm-hmm. the, give it to me. Mm-hmm. So she gave me the, the epidural. And the moment that I took, like, soon after I took that, obviously I didn't feel pain any longer. But then the whole process, I I stopped it stopped everything stopped progressing Mm -hmm. and then I was in the hospital for 24 hours and they kept checking on me and it was just like small incremental gains like Mm -hmm. but not really much movement and I'd been there then by then like more than 24 hours and they were like okay well we're gonna give you Pitocin Mm -hmm. and that should accelerate things and sort of get you moving again and the the minute they gave me that like very quickly After that, it became apparent that my daughter's heart rate was decelerating when mm-hmm. they when they gave me the drugs, and they kept monitoring. And then at a, some point, I just there was a rush of like I think there were two doctors in. I want to say like mm-hmm. four nurses, but they kind of all rush into the hospital and they say we have to do a C section now. Mm-hmm. And they don't really ask for like are you are Consent. you like are we doing this? They're like we have to do this because things are not. She's not reacting well to the mm-hmm. to the hormones that were pumping. And and so Chrissy's like, we're doing this. Okay. I was like, sure, I mean whatever we've got to do, mm-hmm. right? So we it that all happens very, very quickly. And I don't really remember the operation because I think I felt very stressed. I was all sort of mentally primed and I'd gotten so far into this process and I was like, but I've done all this work. Won't I get the satisfaction now of doing The natural birth. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I feel a little bit like I got robbed because I went through this. And Mm -hmm. then I still have to go through the operation. Mm -hmm. And so the one thing I remember, though, is that I was so shaky kind of after that. They didn't put her on me for skin to skin. Mm. I remember like convulsing almost. Mm -hmm. They, I remember this. is As I said, the only thing I remember, Chris was near me and they said, you take your shirt off, she's going to go on you. Mm -hmm. So they put her on him and and he had never held a baby and he was not at all comfortable with babies before. So he was like, (laughs) he tells me, he was like, well, I didn't expect to have to hold her so quickly and Mm -hmm. to hold like such a newborn you've never experienced a feeling like Mm -hmm. that before, you know? And then after that, I really truly don't remember what happened for the next maybe six hours. I I assume I was sleeping. I think Chris said like you were just, you were sleeping. And then they brought her to me, and that's where I sort of, like, kind of regained memory of mm-hmm. what happened, but uh, it took me a bit longer than it did you to start mm-hmm. walking again, and of course, they, like, they're looking for that, like, check of you go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. that, of course, and I didn't have any issues breastfeeding, so they kept me, I think, just because they could feel that my body had been fatigued from the labor mm-hmm. and from also the c-section and I guess they wanted to make sure that the recovery was going to plan but they were never told me why they kept me so long they didn't flag any kind of issues or anything like that But I do remember leaving and being like oh well we were in the comfort of the hospital now and the staff and now we're going out into the real world like can mm-hmm. we really do this and it was a totally different experience with my second. You know, you plan it, and you know when you're going in, and I remember everything, and I felt very sort of there. But the, it, I think it was somewhat traumatic to have to go through the, the, live the rush of the doctors who were like, we have to do this now, mm-hmm. and you don't have a choice. And it wasn't, no one had said in the hours preceding, like I'd been there 24 hours, like, you know, it would have been nice to hear if this doesn't progress, and Mm -hmm. there are issues we we may be headed for a Mm c-section you know the c-section word was not uttered until the staff came like running into the to the hospital room um so i think i just caught kind of unaware i feel like it's a bit like
1: they don't say it because some people will be like they'll freak out the other way like i couldn't
2: possibly i
1: don't want the surgery and then they'll have like a an adverse reaction yeah and i think that's a bit because like I don't know if you guys did these. I mentioned them yesterday. The CLSC courses.
2: I did them, yeah. Yeah.
1: Nowhere in there do they talk about, like, maybe you might need a C-section or, like, what to do on those circumstances. They assume that everything's going to go to plan and that you're always going to have a regular vaginal birth and you're going to breastfeed right away and everything's going to go smoothly and we, you know, we're just here to tell you all that information. And if you can't do it that way,
2: I think, likewise, what they're trying to prevent there, I saw that more as they don't want to promote C-sections for the women who don't want to go through natural birth, so Mm -hmm. they don't, like, readily offer it as too Mm -hmm. quickly. They always favor natural birth because there are a lot of benefits Mm -hmm. to the child and for the mother to Mm -hmm. do it that way. But, so, they don't dangle that too quickly. It's, like, a very much of a last resort thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it's not... They even... Sorry to
1: cut you off, but they even, when I went in with my son... When I told you he had switched directions, they were like, "Oh, well, are you sure you still want to do this? You can just wait and have a, a regular birth."
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, of like course. you know, it's it's, same. It's, I don't know if the
1: same thing happened with your second or like. No, with, no, with they you.
2: they actually with my second it was interesting because they measured the scar to know whether I was a candidate for VBAC, mm. and they told me, "Yes, you are a candidate for VBAC." So I was like, "Okay, then I would like the time to consider that." As, As I, I was w- considering, and uh, I was leaning towards. Having mm-hmm. a vaginal birth, mm-hmm. with further um, ultrasounds, they it, they became aware that my daughter was really little. Mm. Like they thought that she would measure like three four pounds at birth. Oh, wow. they were like she's not really growing the way that we think she should. Maybe there's a problem with the placenta, and I was very 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 nervous about that. And I you know did everything I could to like stop stop working and you know, double my portions, and just Mm -hmm. relax, and all that, and so they said, she is so little that we don't think that it would be wise to go through a vaginal birth. Really? Okay. You should have a c-section, and you should have it earlier, because if there's anything wrong with the placenta, and it's not doing its job, then, you know, you'd be better off feeding her out of the womb than Mm -hmm. in, and of course, she was born Alice, my second, and the first thing I told, I asked Chris, because I was obsessed with her weight, they put her on the scale, and I said, What's the weight? That's the only mm-hmm. thing I said. What's the weight? And then Chris said, "You've got a six pounder," <laughs> and he just like felt, a turkey. <laughs> yeah, and I just I just felt like oh, we're mm-hmm. gonna be okay because mm-hmm. they said you might not be able to um, to breastfeed, breastfeed her. Mm-hmm. You might have to go through gavage, and you know they really had primed me for like a minuscule child, mm-hmm. and I was born a minuscule child. And my mom said, "You know, gavage it's not fun, It's difficult." Like, uh, mm-hmm. it's. it's Quite heartbreaking to have to do that with a newborn, and I was like mentally prepared for that. So when I had the satisfaction of knowing that she was like a regular baby weight—I mm-hmm. mean, she wasn't big, but you know, I'm not a big person—and my other child was about the same weight, I knew I knew we were going to be okay. But it was just a—I didn't—I wasn't given the option really mm-hmm. of having a VBAC. Ultimately. Okay.
3: So how many weeks were you when you gave birth to Alice?
2: Thirty-six and a little bit. It might have have been a Mm -hmm. (laughs) seven-pounder if I'd given her time. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it goes to show you the ultrasounds, like, they're not perfect. you know what I mean? Like, they have an idea, but people put a lot of stock into, like, oh, this is exactly what it's going to be. And then they're like, oh, no. Just kidding. Like,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: That's actually kind of why I stuck also with the C-section for my son. My daughter was born eight pounds, eight and a half pounds, roughly. And he was bigger. I was like, if she got stuck, there's no way he's making it out. Yeah. <laughs> forget about it. So, anyways, what about you? What were your um, experiences?
3: Um, I was induced all three times because I have diabetes mm. in pregnancy. It's a little bit weird. A friend of mine had that. She said it was the worst. It, it's not gestational diabetes. I'm actually diabetic in pregnancy. Ooh, okay. It's like very weird and bizarre. And I'm on insulin from like the day I get pregnant. Anyways. That's a very specific piece of it, but it the regulations are that you have to be induced early because they're <clears throat> worried about a big baby. By the way, I never had a big baby, but I still was induced early. So the first one I was induced, I want to say 38 weeks, second was 37 weeks, and the third was 36 weeks because I this is very technical, but my they were worried that my placenta wasn't working anymore because my blood sugar was actually regulating, and that okay. normally, as your placenta gets bigger, it produces a hormone that um, I'm gonna use the word negates insulin in your body, so the insulin in your body stops working as well, so therefore, your blood sugar should be getting worse, mm-hmm. not better. So, so it was that like was a weird, weird thing it them. was like weird, yeah, so she, my doctor was just like feel comfortable with this anymore and I was like dude you're a professional if you don't Mm -hmm. feel comfortable let's just do it I'm like yeah I'm good (laughs) let's go so she I went to see her on like a Wednesday at like 11 and she was like all right I'm just gonna you know call to see who's on duty and just go right now so I was like Mm -hmm. okay I got in the car I called my husband I was like we're going I called my mother in law. I was like, go pick up the kids. Hope you didn't have plans. And she was like, oh, I blessed. I was like, (laughs) cancel them. (laughs) Go to pick up the kids. This one's non negotiable. Um, I would say the third one is different. Mm. The third one is different. In the other two, I went in like four or five centimeters dilated, even though I was being induced. I always had contractions before and it was kind of like both very similar. The third one is different. And when I went in, they, The nurse kept saying, because I was only two centimeters dilated. And I was like, that's not a lot because I was used to going in more. And she was like, it's your third. It's going to be different. It's your third. It's going to be different. And the whole time she kept saying that to me. And she kept saying, you're going to see, you're going to be two centimeters. And then you're going to be 10. And it's going to happen immediately. And I was like, okay, but now it's been like four hours, five hours. And I'm still at two centimeters. And she was like, it's fine. It's going to be different. And then I remember... I had the epidural and I was just kind of like lying on my side, like resting. And I said, Ooh, did you turn down the epidural? And she literally, I swear, I'm gonna reenact it. She goes, Are you feeling something? And I said, Yeah, woo, I feel that contraction. She goes, Open your legs. <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay. And I was still on my side. I don't need to show everyone this, but I was on my side and I kind of like lifted my leg and she goes, but well, we're going to push, we're going to push. And I was like, but I'm too to me. And she goes, I told you it was going to go fast. And all of a sudden there were like five doctors in the room. I don't think I've ever seen it where there was that many doctors in the room. And all of them, I suspect, had a hand in. Mm-hmm. And and then I was literally pushing, but I was still on my side because I hadn't even had an opportunity to like, like turn back like, or... Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was just... And then I ended up pushing for a little bit of time, which is okay. Um, but, yeah, it was, mm-hmm. like, two centimeters, chilling, resting, to, like, it's coming! The baby's coming! <laughs> Everyone's in the room! It was very funny. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it Just was like like a very, scene very... The office. Like, it it's was, happening, it, everyone! It was like a scene from the office. Yeah. It was very funny, and she was right. And mm-hmm. I think that it's standard when you have, like, three or more that it's kind of like zero to zero to something. And I think that's probably why they say, like, if you're having contractions, it's your third, like you go straight to the hospital because it could happen so fast. Yes,
2: when my friends had with her third gave birth in the car drive, like they were going to the hospital and they didn't make it. Did mm.
0: oh, you stop on the side of the awful. road? They... Um, I had like a, I don't know if it was a Kardashian moment. I don't, I don't know who it was exactly. <laughs> I think it was one of the Kardashians. Um, when I gave birth to Maddie, I pushed for like half an hour. Mm-hmm. And because I was induced, my OB. Um, was there. She was the one who delivered my baby because that's how I wanted it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to do it when you're on call. She's like, well, we can do it tomorrow. It's not me or you can wait till Monday. I'm like, at this point, it's almost 42 weeks. Like it's, it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And I'm pushing and she, so like my legs are up obviously. And, and she's her, her head is out Yeah. and her shoulders are out. And my doctor all of a sudden goes, grab her. And I'm like, what (laughs) like like grab her like like grab her like this as you would a child like pull her out of you and i'm so jealous you're jealous i am so
3: jealous i thought i was gonna
0: decapitate her no so i i pulled her out of me i did i pulled her out of me and i put her on my chest right away that is amazing i pulled her out of me you know what kind of like a mutant feeling that is I pull her out of me. I put her on my chest. She's all, what, mm-hmm. inside-y. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> and I start
0: crying. Of course. But mm-hmm. the first time I didn't. You I didn't worked know, a lot harder the first time. That's incredible
2: that you did that. i pulled I'm her so Because dr- I pulled her out. That is the her coolest
0: But in that moment, my doctor, who we joked around all the time. Yeah, she yeah. was great, my OB. Um, I thought she was joking. So I'm like, what, really? She's like, pull her out. And I'm like, okay. And I didn't, because you can't see. So no, I didn't know start. if I was pulling her out from the head and mm-hmm. I was going to, like, decapitate her or, like, what I was pulling exactly, you know? So I just kind of put my hand somewhere. And just pulled her out. And I just pulled her out Did and you put it on me. It Did you have the mirror?
3: I had the mirror. No, I didn't. are you
0: crazy? You are just someone else. I cannot. I would not want to look down there even if you paid Why me. Why
3: was so cool? Why don't you just watch it on the internet? Anyway. um, Whatever. Obviously, I do watch lots of No! <laughs> yes.
0: Even after you've had your three, like, yes oh yes. My God. for another reason yes anyway yes. so she's on me and i and i start crying the emotion is just overwhelming just yeah and and, and mad is here yeah because i just I, I it's like it's like pulling your insides out and putting putting them on you it's the weirdest thing you like and and i'm looking at her and she's this little human that you just pulled out of you it's strange. It's the, incredible. Strange, it's is the right. incredible feeling. It's incredible. And I was so happy that I did it correctly. <laughs> of course. That's but amazing. she wouldn't have let you pull her, by her head. Well, she could have given me fair warning before, like, listen, we're gonna but You would have said no. It's
1: probably Maybe. something that she can't do with everybody. And like, yes. she has yes. to see the yes.
2: baby, she, baby she, to be exactly.
0: like, this is an listen, okay opportunity. Yes, yes, again,
2: yes. I like
0: had that. A... But I remember Dom, like you mentioned Dom before, sharing that story that she did the same with her son when she gave birth. And I was like nowhere near having babies at that point because mm-hmm. she had babies a lot before we i did and she had pulled out her set and she's like it was the most beautiful experience and i'm like you crazy girl like i am never I that's disgusting like mean, i was disgusted but that's
3: why if your ob had said it before you would have said no case in
0: yeah anyway I, I i did it because i thought it was liver that you dying. did that you know
3: mm-hmm. i love yeah. that yeah. you yeah. did yeah. that yeah. I think that's, that's a cool thing so i wish i could have done that yeah Right, no. and yeah, it's, I mean, it's very just my cool. circumstance didn't allow for it. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe I should have another baby just to do that. <laughs> Number four, no, no, no. Okay, well,
0: thank you very much, guys. Thank, thank you for you. sharing your stories. I really Happy appreciate to. it, and uh, I hope to see you guys again on Definitely. another podcast. Of for course. sure, you've been listening to We've Probably Been There a podcast by First Moms Club. Follow First Moms Club on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Watch us on YouTube and Spotify and listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Join us next week for more stories about this roller coaster we call motherhood. Thank you for listening.